0: Give
1: me every time I that track, it turns Tell uh, like, like a good baby,
0: baby, 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 i Excited in the morning again. These songs in the morning are just—I feel like we need a playlist of our intro songs.
1: Yeah, that one was particularly rush. I mean, rough for a morning. You know, that definitely wakes you up.
0: Yeah, fireball at eight a.m. It's you know, some people drink coffee. We 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 have this, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what we drink in the morning. Is.
0: Straight pit ball. <laughs> Straight fireball. <laughs> Um, Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode during our Spooktober season. We are having so much fun. Um, It has been awesome to see your excitement. We're excited to cover another spooky decon today. Um, And yeah, so I feel like this, I feel like this will be a good one. I think it's, it's definitely more on the underrated side of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it'll be a good one.
1: Yeah, underrated. Both uh, both in scare factor, in my opinion, actually, and also in just overall, like a movie. Like it's, we were we'll we're getting into this later, but I mean, the writing that the decom writers room had for this, phenomenal. Like they hit it out of the ballpark.
0: Phenomenal. Like it's again, shout out to those writers because it's so good. Um, so yeah, so welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. If you're new here, we are Decom Rewinds, and we cover a decom every single episode. Sometimes we like to mix it up, do some fun montages. And today, we are covering <laughs> the Scream Team. Yes. So a very, a very fun, very spooky decom that I feel like sometimes, like we said, like gets lost in the mix because we've got we've got a lot of fan favorites when it comes yeah. to Halloween decoms.
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's kind of like the, you know, I was gonna make like a comparison, but it's, it was actually a really stupid comparison. But I guess maybe like if it's like Disney World, if you have like two amazing rides and then one underrated ride that's just as good, but it doesn't get the social media presence that the other two get, that's kind of like the Scream Team compared to Twitches and Halloween Town.
0: Hundred percent, and I get it because I mean, Halloween Town's iconic. Twitches in itself is iconic for so many reasons, with like T and Tamara. And yeah. this one, the it's surprising because like the actors are still great, but yeah, it just doesn't get talked about as much. Um, so I guess we have, well, we have a lot to say about it, Yeah. Um, but before we get into it, we always like to kick things off with our movie moments of the week. So Ian, yeah. Ian, what was your movie moment?
1: Um, My movie moment of this week, again, I feel like I've just been living a pretty boring life these past couple of weeks, but as... The listeners can probably tell you and I are both sick. Like, I ex- like I was, like, pretty sick this weekend, um, this past weekend. And so I really did not do anything. Um, but I do have to say, and I've sent you pictures of this, I'm not even exaggerating, the trees outside of my apartment, I'm going to talk about that again, but the trees outside <laughs> of my apartment, I'm not, they are literally, like, red and orange already.
0: They're and gorgeous. I, it's
1: crazy. And so DC had that, you know, that, like, light rain where it's like a drizzle. You don't even need an umbrella when you go outside. Oh,
0: it's perfect. You just like want a cup of coffee and want exactly. to walk outside or like sit exactly. in the window.
1: Yeah. but and it, And it does that for like two or three hours, right? Because it's like a, it's not a downpour. It's a light rain. So it was raining like that the whole weekend. And I was just sitting, honestly, I was watching spooky stuff and i had my candle it was like 6 p.m the leaves were changing i had the rain i put on my cozy socks i was like let's freaking go um i and again i just got way too excited to tell that story but that was kind of like my movie moment i thought i was in a hallmark movie i'm not kidding so
0: no that is like the mecca of fall and again if you're new here we are big fans of fall it's our favorite season so that sounds like just just a little just a little So that's the that sounds like the perfect fall day.
1: Yeah, I didn't tell you specifically because I wanted to see your reaction on the podcast because I know you were just like beaming from ear to ear. You were just you were you were like that's an amazing time. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so I wanted to surprise you about my fallness in Washington D.C. already.
0: No, as soon as I saw the video with your Pillsbury cookies, like the Uh uh-huh the what are they like what are they the peel and bake yeah it's like slice oh slice and bake not you know those peel and bake cookies i mean yeah i knew what you were saying (laughs) so (laughs) good like the pumpkins the ghosts oh my god i love those yeah it was a fun time such a good night
1: yeah i loved it loved it and watched vampire diaries for the third time so
0: you can't go wrong though you really can't you can't and if we covered Vampire Diaries for y'all tuning in that might not have listened to last week's episode. So go watch it. Great one! If it's it's you, can, yeah, it's such a feel good one. Loved it. Yeah. Well, that's
1: that was my, uh, I guess, movie scene of the week. Uh, what was one. your movie moment of the week, Kelsey?
0: It was. I mean, I was like live texting you updates all weekend. Um, so. I am a huge Savannah Bananas fan and it was their last game of their kind of nas- first like national tour that they've been doing um and so it was awesome so they ended their last game in Cooperstown because now they actually have an exhibit in the Baseball Hall of Fame and so Cooperstown is where the Baseball Hall of Fame is and it truly was like a magical weekend like I felt like I was in a decom it- everything in that really? town Like, I I assumed it was going to be, like, a bunch of sports bars, things like that. Like, still would be awesome if it was that. But everything was so, like, New England and cute. Everyone was so nice. By the end of it, my mom and I had probably met, like, 12 different people we were on, like, a first-name basis. It was so amazing. Uh Just, like, cool in general to be in the town. But then on top of that, just to get to go to the the Bananas last game and just see what these guys have accomplished – if you if you have if you haven't checked them out and like gotten the Savannah Banana Stories like everybody out there I truly recommend like obviously I feel like we see all of their fun TikToks and everything <laughs> but like I'm telling you go and like they have a book out there's a documentary honestly it's so inspiring to see how it all started with the um the man who started it all Jesse it is and down to the guys like all of their personalities on the team like they're amazing baseball players but they're just really good humans so. Um, It was awesome. My favorite is Jackson Olsen, uh, because he grew up a couple towns away from me, and so got to meet him, gave him a shirt. I think he liked it. Um, So it was just just really fun. It was an all-around like 10 out of 10 weekend. 10 out of 10. So that's great. No,
1: I mean, yeah, the pictures, yeah, your Instagram post, the pictures, it all really, it truly did look like a Hallmark or like a decom set. And it just seemed like you and your mom just had like the best time. So that's amazing. And that's a perfect way to like kind of end the summer ring in the fall too.
0: Yeah. It was like, I feel like a good mix of like obviously like summer baseball and just, yeah, like kicking off the fall season. It was awesome. Yeah. So shout out Cooperstown. Like, I'm serious. Go if you want to live in a, like a decom or Hallmark movie go to Cooperstown because it is on another level. So amazing, Uh amazing town. Like shout out to all those people. Did
1: Um, you, was there, this is so random. Was there an Amtrak station there? Did you notice?
0: I, so, okay. It's like in the mountains of New York. So I don't think there, but I know it's really, so we met some people that they actually flew in to the Syracuse airport. And they they, they just rented a car from there. And so they they said it was super easy. So if anyone's not local or like in the New England area, I feel like that could be kind of best bet. Um, But yeah, so cool. If you love, like even if you don't love baseball, it was just really, really cool town. Um, Very, yeah, very almost like, again, New England, Erie almost. um, And, and to speak, and speaking of Erie, I'm trying to transition here. No,
1: that transition (laughs) was great. A, honest. (laughs)
0: I was like, how do I lay this up? No, that was um, great. So we had promised you all back a while back that we kind of hinted at that Ian and I, we have some ghost stories of our own. And we were like, when are we going to tell these stories to people? Mm-hmm. And honestly, when we were talking about it, we were like, Scream Team is honestly probably the best time to do it. Because it's like the only decom that really kind of goes over like ghosts and the afterlife and like, potentially what happens like when after we pass away um so we figured if if y'all would like we can we can tell our ghost stories today yeah
1: yeah and if not you guys can skip over this. Well, then I skip
0: over this. Like, skip over this. But <laughs> no yeah. campfire stories for you. <laughs>
1: no campfire stories for you. But we we do have a lot of ghost stories. And I think it's really funny because I think whenever you tell a ghost story, there's either the person who's like, I believe you no matter what. Like it could be like the greatest story. But then there's also the skeptic. But there's been many skeptics who know us and know that we don't like, we're not like super like woo woo. And we're not gonna like, mess around with people and like when I've told my story like they're kind of silent like they don't want to say anything but they're like yeah but did you huh okay like I don't know what about you I feel like you get the same reactions probably
0: oh my gosh yeah because also like I feel like when people meet us and when people I mean we're not like one of those people like I feel like I mean we're I feel like we're very much like into very basic things you know it's not like we're walking around telling ghost stories or creepy tales and then when we do say it, I think people are, one, surprised. And then, two, just... I think a lot of people, like, don't... I feel like you either are open to, like, the possibility that there's something else out there. Or people are just, like, absolutely not. Like, nope, their ghosts are not real. Like, y'all were just, like, not getting good night's sleep that night. And <coughs> we're just seeing things.
1: Well, mine doesn't but, even happen in the bedroom. So I, <laughs> they, can't, I, they can't dispute that claim.
0: I love... This story. Do you want it? Do you want to tell yours first?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, it was I feel like I should um... like
0: dim the lights.
1: I know it was a cold autumn's night. And <laughs> no, um, so we. I grew up in Arizona, and uh, my sister and I. Um, it's so funny because we've seen a couple of ghosts on multiple occasions, and it's always been with each other. It's like that's the only time I've really seen ghosts, and I can't really explain it or I can't pinpoint like why that is the reason, but we had went, to, we had gone to go see a movie and she's older than me. So she already lived out of the house. I was still in like middle school and my parents old house in Arizona, like the, the front of it is all glass. So you can like see into it. Um, my parents had been away on, um, I think they were at a restaurant, like down the street. I just know that they were not in the house. So my sister who likes to play practical jokes on me, by the way, like a, she was driving me home and we were pulling up to the house and then all of a sudden she slams on the brakes and I had already seen something so when she slammed on the brakes I wasn't really that shocked about it but I turned to her and she kind of she literally like cliche saying But her face looked like she had seen a ghost and her mouth was ajar and her eyes were like a little bit open and so knowing my sister in my mind i was like she's pulling a prank on me like it's one of her friends that are inside like i I don't know why i was thinking that there was a whole bunch of stuff that was going through my head so i just turned to her and i said did you see that and then she silenced still a little bit and i go "Sonia, did you see that and then she was like yeah i did And so I wanted to ask her first. So I wanted to be like, so what did you see? Because if I, in the past, had described like a ghost or something, probably, she would have been like, oh, I saw that too, with the exact same description. And so she says, and it's funny because the ghost looked a little bit like Ed, Coffin Ed from (laughs) Scream Team. Um, But she goes, I saw a man in a blue trench coat with like a ponytail down to his down to his waist, and then he just disappeared, and I got chills up my spine because that is exactly what I saw. I saw a man who looked like he was from like another time, with a blue trench coat, a, bl- a brown ponytail that went down to his went down to his like waist, and not only it's not like he walked away; it, he was there for like six seconds and then vanished, like in plain sight. And so then Sonya, again, she goes, "All right, bye," and like literally. <laughs> She literally like, the, boom, Z, like zooms off. And so I have to get my keys out from under the mat, unlock everything. And then of course, like the alarmer, I don't know what happened. I was like, I turned it off. Cause I was like freaked out. And then I, I swear, I just probably turned on Disney channel, full blast turned on all the lights and everything. But it was the craziest thing. And what's crazier is if it was a person, my dog would have reacted, but he was just still mm-hmm. on the couch. So I know dogs are supposed to see ghosts, but I guess mine wasn't doing that one. Um, But yeah, anyway, that's my ghost story. And I still think about it at least once a week to this day. And this happened when I was in fifth grade. So about 15 years ago.
0: I mean, that's just wild that you didn't. I I remember the first time you told me this, I got chills because the fact that you both saw the exact same thing and I mean, you didn't again, you didn't say what you saw like your sister described to a t what you saw
1: to a t and there this is for another time but there have been multiple ghosts of like things strange things that happened in that house and when we left it was the classic my mom sitting me down to be like yeah i saw that by the way like i just don't want to say anything when we lived there so yeah anyway arizona arizona is a spooky place i'm not gonna lie but you also You live in an even spookier place called New England, and I'm sure that you have seen – well, I know because we talk about this – but I know that you have seen many a ghost in your time.
0: It's definitely, like, I feel like quintessential New England. And again, I think people think I'm – I don't have many of them, but I feel like there there have definitely been the occasion where I'm like, did I just see that? Or, like, is that actually – you know, you start to not (laughs) necessarily believe in yourself. And – um. So, yeah, I feel like there's obviously, there's obviously a lot of history in New England. And mine is when, so we were staying, I was about nine years old, and we were staying in an old house on the Cape. And it was our um, a family that we're really good friends with. It was her mother's house who had passed away. And she, so this house was very old. Um, and it was in this wooded area on the Cape. And then she had bought the house from a man who had built it Years and years before that, so this house Mm. it's got some history on it, and but I didn't think anything of it. Like there, there's a lot of old homes, old New England homes on the Cape, so you're kind of just used to it. And it was, I was, yeah, we're about halfway through the week, and we were staying in what their big guest room, and so there was a huge bed, and then I was again being nine, like I was the one like in the cot, um, at the end of the bed, and my parents were asleep, and the cot that I was in was facing the door, and we all left the doors open, um. Because, again, they, they have a family, little kids, too. So we they left the lights on in the hallway in case, like, anyone had to get up during the night. And um, so I remember waking up. It was, like, halfway through the vacation, waking up in the middle of the night and just looking towards the door because that's where the light was. And I saw – I was like, oh, again, you know when you're half asleep and, like, nothing's scary, but, like, you don't try and make sense of things. And I just remember laughing to myself, looking at the door, being like, that's so funny. Like, like Abe Lincoln is in mm-hmm. the doorway. And – I saw this man and he was in a black suit, brown beard, top hat, like pretty tall. And then I just went to bed and I didn't think anything of it. And then I remember vaguely thinking about it when I woke up in the morning. But I was like, again, it, I was like, oh, I was half asleep. Like, that's so funny that I would just like dream that. And then at the end of the trip, it's kind of similar to like what your mom did. Um, Mrs. Johnson, our, the mother of our uh, the family that we're super close with, was um, – She's like, listen, like, I didn't want to tell you kids this when we first got here because I didn't want you to be nervous, but um, this house is apparently haunted. And, like, we've seen certain things, like, dish towels fly, like, out of our hands, certain lights go on. Um, but she's like, I didn't want to tell you guys that because it's obviously, like, it's not real. And she showed that there was an old photo of the man that had lived there, and it was the man I I 100% saw. Like, he was in the same top hat, the same suit, the same beard. And I just remember I remember I was like, do it was almost like a decom moment. I'm like, do I tell my parents that I saw this? Or do I Great. like they're not gonna believe me? And then my my parents, like my mom actually did believe me, which was nice, but um it was just crazy though. Like you don't you don't think that like you're ever gonna see something like that. And so just nuts that again, not super scary. It was just not weird, like evil feeling. You just see just seeing a ghost. So
1: Yeah. That story always – I think about that story at least once a month because it's, like, the fact that you saw – that must have been so scary for you. Or not scary, but, like, whoa for you when you saw the picture and being, like, I literally saw that apparition, like,
0: it's, yesterday. It's nuts. It's just so funny because, again, like, this movie, I feel like it opens up your eyes to – Again, we're not super woo-woo people of like believing everything, but it is funny. It's like, oh, wow, like maybe there actually is something out there because these things can't be explained. So, again, I think shout out to Disney for doing the Scream team because it it definitely gives light to like, okay, like maybe everything we're taught like isn't exactly what it is. And there's a lot out there that that we don't know. (laughs) So
1: 100%. 100% and that's I think that's why this movie scream team really resonated with both you and me.
0: Absolutely. So on that note, yeah, we hope we hope you liked the the little campfire stories to get to get in the scream team mood. Yeah. Um but yeah, should we should we get into it?
1: Yeah, let's get into this movie. Um okay so i will try to do a short summary about it but what's crazy about this movie is like even like the wikipedia page and stuff does not have a summary because it's so unknown and it's written by like average shows like you and me who just write up their summaries and they don't make sense so kelsey can you jump in if i'm butchering this
0: oh go for it it's gonna be great
1: okay so The movie centers around Ian and Claire, who are from Boston, and they move to a small town in New England because their grandfather died. Their grandfather lives in this house that they're staying in, and he made multiple gadgets and inventions throughout his time that he was kind of known for. One night, Ian sees a ghost come into his room, which is Jumper, played by the dad from Oscar from Proud Family, and he captures the ghost. Am I doing good so far?
0: You're crushing it. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking like this. It's like rocket science. Um, The ghost escapes with the help of his friend, Coffin Ed and Ian and Claire chase them through the woods to try and find where they are going. They land into like this old, um, it's like this old eclectic building in the middle of the woods and it's called like the zone six for all the ghosts who have died in like North America from the New England region and they are wondering, what, and then Claire, once they're in the building, sees that her grandfather has not passed into the afterlife, and so they make a deal with the ghost, saying that we will. Okay, can you take this one now? I'm like, hold on. It's no.
0: It's much <laughs> <What's> better. <that?
1: laughs> this, yeah, you're, you're I'm crushing it. Okay, you're cr-
0: <laughs> you're crushing it because the description I had was like three zany ghosts like help two kids. <laughs> have their like let their grandfather escape an evil ghost and so this is amazing like your description is way better than mine we're
1: we're at the we're at the the, so
0: so we we're at the we're at the point where they when okay so when they they realize that there's this like ghost like almost like it's it's almost like a halfway house for like ghosts like spirit like spirits that like are they're they're crossing over and then they realize their grandfather's not crossing over and so they need to figure out what his mission is so that he can cross over go to heaven or whatever is on the other side and then the so the quote-unquote evil ghost of the town zachariah call who also loves fire and loves throwing fireballs gets their grandfather um we find out he's been taking souls and using them to kind of just like regenerate his power to get this fire going um and then the kids we don't want to spoil too much But not all is what it seems. The kids are on a mission now with these ghosts to rescue their grandfather so he can go to heaven and figure out the mystery of Zachariah Call. And it's honestly like... uh, Again, okay, so I know you all, some of you probably haven't listened to our first episode, but I'm telling you, so when we did our top three DCOMs in our first episode and most underrated, I had to do this one as most underrated because the levels to this plot are wild like so much goes on in this story beyond just like what is happening on screen that it's just such a good decom and yeah i mean we'll obviously get into it but um like the vibes of this ian like did you think it was different than like what we see is like a normal air quotes (laughs) decom
1: yeah, I thought it was completely different than what we see as a normal decom. I think everything from like, it's weird, a lot of, I think a lot of modern decoms, you can tell that they're like on a set, whereas like this decom, it kind of seemed like, I mean, it just seems so natural, like they literally went into it like a random neighborhood and started filming instead of like building up this neighborhood, like on a set or in California or in Hawaii, etc. But I thought that this decom was really good. I mean, the writing was good. It didn't seem like a children's movie fully. Am I wrong? Like, it didn't seem like a fully children's movie.
0: I did at first, like... And and so when we were researching this, like, apparently... And I don't know what happened. But apparently, this was originally supposed to be potentially a series that Disney was going to run. So, like, I don't know. At the time, like, So Weird was really big. Like, um, Goosebumps, I feel like, was big. Um, what was it? Oh my gosh, on Nickelodeon, oh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like that oh, was really big. Yes. Like so, I don't know if they were kind of just going off that, but I almost got like Tim Burton vibes from this. Whereas, oh yeah, like, absolutely. It, like even the like the way that it's processed, like the film's really dark, all of the sets are like very just eerie. And so I didn't it definitely was not like our typical happy-go-lucky decom. Like, even we just did mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, like even that vibe I feel like is so different than this
1: oh so and it's only a span of one year right the difference yeah this this was definitely um the writers did a really good job with this as you said there are many layers and I don't think that they were shy they didn't shy there were some pretty dark elements to this movie actually if you really think about it they didn't shy away from that I was actually pretty shocked I was pretty shocked for certain scenes that that they that they showed that on Disney Channel because they would not do that nowadays
0: like it's so funny you say that so there's i think it's like the literally like the first scene of the movie we see a dead man in a chair like it's their grandfather who's clearly Mm. passed away in his recliner and the ghosts are trying to find him to find his spirit to bring him back to this like halfway house but it's just crazy to me that a decom is going to kick it right off the bat with being like we're dealing with death and it's they're not, they certainly didn't shy away from it when we see that.
1: No. And there's a lot to get into about that in this podcast. So I know that there's a lot of scary stuff to talk about in this movie. Um, and we will get into that. But I wanted to ask you a question about the family, um, specifically the sibling dynamic between Ian and Claire, and then the dynamic between them and their father. Um, what were your first takes on this family? And did you like this family? Did they hold up to other decon families?
0: This. This is a hot take, but this is one of my favorite decom families ever. <laughs> ever. You too? You that's too? That's me
1: clapping. Yeah, I <laughs> agree with you. Yeah, that's me clapping. <laughs>
0: Ooh, I loved this so much because I felt like in a lot of decoms it was like Claire is the older sister, Ian's the younger brother. They have a dad. It seems that their mom's passed away, so it's just the three of them. Um I, I feel like in most decoms it would be like Claire would be like the leading lady. Ian would be the supporting role as the younger brother. And the dad would just kind of be aloof and like not yeah. really involved. Like like a brink dad, right? he just have like bad lines and be kind of like a Debbie Downer. And then that would be it. Like no character development. Yeah. But I thought it was so cool that like Ian was kind of the star of this whole thing. He has to convince Claire to believe him. She's so sassy. And I feel like Kat Denning's is just sassy in every role, but she crushed this role of being the sassy older sister. And the dad, I loved... I actually love this dad because I feel like in the beginning, you meet this dad. He clearly, unfortunately, his dad, the grandfather, has passed Mm -hmm. away. You can tell they didn't have the best relationship. And he's kind of... (coughs) I don't know, like he's kind of, he's definitely close with his kids, you can tell, but he's also like kind of cynical a little bit. And yes, mm-hmm. I, so at first you're like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. And then at the end, I feel like you just love him because you realize why he is the way he is. He supports his kids. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about this family. So, so you liked them. I
1: really, really enjoyed this family. I felt like it, like, they just... What is the word I'm trying to say? I guess they were just so um, believable as a family Mm -hmm. that, like, they all just vibe together. And I'm so, like, love you, Disney, so much, but I'm sick and tired of, like, the siblings who hate each other thing. Mm -hmm. And you could tell, like... Sure, Claire. You know when she was hiding under the bed and like pulled a train a prank on Ian. Like, sure, she does have that big sister mentality. But at the end of the day, they were together like glue, and they stuck by each other. And as you said, the father. I mean, talk about talk about a glow up and growth. Mm-hmm. Like, like he like went from being very cynical, very meh, to being like, oh yeah, of course I believe you that there's a ghost who's like spouting out fire who died here two hundred <laughs> years ago. It's not. It wasn't you guys at all and i was very very proud of that growth cuz we love to see we love to see a middle-aged man grow and not be stuck in their old ways so yes that's what we love about this dad
0: <laughs> absolutely like he not giving boomer vibes like i felt like he was like as the movie goes on and we'll get into it like he he's definitely close with his kids again i think he's mm-hmm. like single dad so like he had to be kind of like Good cop, bad cop. But then it's crazy how like he just jumps on to believing them that like ghosts are real and he's literally willing to do anything to help them. And and then there's a really nice happy ending for him. Um, which sounds weird now that I said that out loud, but like uh he's uh he's it's a, it's a good ending for everybody in the film. Uh and yeah. Um, but so yeah, I feel like great family dynamics right off the bat. Um how did you feel about so like as we meet this family and then they're like multiple plots are starting to develop right like we Mm -hmm. know there's kind of because of the first scene we know there's going to be ghosts involved But then there's also this weird older dude named warner who's clearly like a townie um and something's like going amok with him too he's a sketchy figure like what did you think about the different storylines that were kind of unweaving i guess
1: um, I thought they were really good. I mean, I thought it wasn't confusing, you know, like it wasn't. Well, I mean, it's like a decomment. It's not going to be like overly confusing, but it wasn't like I thought that they weave them in together really well. Um, and I thought that they didn't. It, it was really good, interesting, right, because. Um, it's almost like they spent like one third of each film on like the three different storylines. And it was just like perfectly laid out for me. It was like very, it didn't time jump that much, very easy to navigate. And I thought it was really brilliant. Um, I honestly thought that my favorite storyline was the Zachariah Cole storyline. Yes. That's because I was like, really. So there's two things about Zachariah Cole that I was, first of all, one can, I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent right now. But when he, when he, when we first see him and he looks back, Kelsey, I am 29 years old. I had to turn, I like almost turned on the lights. It's- I was scared to this. Like I'm scared to this day of that scene.
0: It is, I swear to God, like obviously the boogeyman is really scary and don't look under the bed. I think that is the scariest scene in decom history. When he, 100%. That historical, Um, so for those of you who haven't seen it in a while, it's like you get this like historical flash, flashback kind of where everything's like in black and white almost. And that man is the creepiest, when he smiles <laughs> and like you see, I don't know if it's like wooden teeth or whatever he's got going on. It's terrifying. I used to have to fast forward through it until I was like, 25 so I don't
1: blame you it was scary scary. it was scary and it was it was i mean i think it's like the long stringy hair and that's why i was actually really shocked that disney allowed that on because it was frightening and i think that a lot of us so i was on tiktok searching this film and a lot of us they were like those who remembered they were like this movie scared the crap out of me as a kid Mm -hmm. um and watching it as an adult, it's like not that scary, but I do like, dare I say that this is the second scariest DCOM of all time?
0: I, I 100% think so. And yeah. isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that, like, because number, I feel like the first one, don't look under the bed. Yeah. But then isn't it funny that I feel like this one is so underrated? But again, is it because Disney didn't play it as much? Because it was so scary.
1: Disney has a pattern of doing that, I feel like. Because they didn't play, don't like, under the bed that much. They don't play this one that much. It's almost like, oh, crap, crap. Like, did we, like, go a little too far with this? Like, are we not going to put it out? But I do have to say, I do remember, they at least played it, like, once a year, right? Like, during the Halloween. Because, like, I remember a lot of scenes from this movie as I rewatched it. But it is a very interesting
0: coincidence. I thought it was really it's so funny because I feel I felt like Disney <laughs> very much um in the beginning was like F around and find out like don't look mm-hmm. under the bed was scary but it also covered really real issues this movie was it wasn't as scary but it had its scary moments and it was also covering real issues like death and like even Zachariah right so um yeah. Kind of the the crazy old dude in the town, Warner, is obsessed with Zachariah's story because he's using this evil villain story to kind of attract people to the town to create this fall festival all around him. But the storyline, and this is where I was like Disney, like this is what? Um, Like even the story of Zachariah called that the town has kind of concocted is that this man was obsessed with fire, just was like this crazy pyro that loved a good time (laughs) with the fire. And then he burned his wife in their house. And that's how he's remembered. And now the ghost still roams around and sets random things on fire. And I did think it was funny because I was like, even if it was a ghost story, the fact that this town is like, yeah, this dude burned, like, burned his wife down and they're still like celebrating him. I thought that was a very interesting take for Disney to be like, again, we're talking about murder in a decom, Like-
1: Yeah, there's a lot of murder in this. This is a murderous decom. Wait, hot take, pause, rewind. Is this the only decom with a murder in it?
0: I think so, because like, get a clue, like alludes to it, but he's not dead. Mm -mm. It's just like embezzlement. This is a straight up, like, this guy straight up killed his wife, like with intent. And we're, yeah. like, celebrating I think it, it. I think it
1: might be. Well, do you think it was, like, a, like, so, I don't know much about Massachusetts, but there is a scene in the movie where she's, like, oh, we're going to be the next Salem. Do you think it was, like, kind of, they were alluding to the fact that, like, Salem is so popular and there's, like, this huge culture and, like, I don't know if people, like, celebrate that they were burning the witches or, like, if they were on, like, the witches' side, but there is a whole thing about burning people And it attracts tourists and people to this day. So maybe they were alluding to Salem in this movie.
0: I could see that. And like, and that is true. Salem, I feel like, I mean, Salem, October, if you want to go somewhere crazy in October, like Salem, Massachusetts is wild. And it's nuts because like, you can still see all the old relics of the Salem witch trials, which were absolutely insane. Um, But then Salem itself, like it's definitely, they almost get hyped for the halloween era where it's you have like the historical side of things but then you have of course like the crazy side of things which is the character in this movie warner i feel like was very excited for like the kitschy things right of like Mm -hmm. the fall festival and ferris wheels and all of the stuff that has nothing to do with what happened in history but it just gets the fans going
1: it gets the people going (laughs) so um Crazy. But yeah, no, that was that was that was a really scary scene. Um and just scary all around. We can I talk about another scary scene that I think <laughs> you might when I watched I was like, what the what the what? So they're in like the Zachariah Cole's, like, underground layer where he's, like, furnacing the fire and for the people who have not seen this movie, as we stated earlier, Ian and Claire, the two kids, once they find Zone 6, which is, like, the halfway house, as you said, for, like, the people who pass over, they make a deal saying, if you let my grandfather cross over into the afterworld. We won't say anything about what we saw to any humans, any of the living. Hmm. Um, And so they go down to this layer to where Zachariah is just like floating. And I think it's where he harnesses all of the souls who he's not letting pass over to keep this fire burning on the dance floor. And (laughs) um, he, it, it was a really scary and like bizarre scene to me because, Uh, Ian's trying to suck Zachariah in on like the ghost gadget and then Zachariah is too strong so he pops out and Claire like dodges but like when she dodges she like falls into like this well that goes to like the pits of hell basically. And I was so shocked when she stepped, like she she's holding on for dear life, trying to step and trying to get out of this well. And then all of a sudden, you see her stepping on these faces. And these are faces of the dead who have not crossed over. And they're saying in the creepiest voice, like, Claire, help me. And they're just trapped behind this like rock. And again, maybe it was a different time, but I was really surprised that Disney allowed that to air. <coughs> like that scene, because that was dark.
0: That was terrifying. And you're right. It's dark. It's like these souls are wanting to pass and they can't now because now they're trapped. And so the fact, like, again, I feel like, like, girl versus monster, things like that, like, you know, people's, like, energies get trapped. But it they, it's not, like, it's light and airy. Like, it is nothing like this. Like, these people literally can't go to heaven because this evil man has trapped them. So, I mean, nuts that Disney – and maybe that's also why – it wasn't played because like Disney really did go there. And they were like, we're gonna up the levels of this decom and this storyline so that again, it's like it's just eerie and dark throughout the yeah. whole storyline.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it it really is. But it's it's weird because it's easy and dark, but it's also lighthearted. But like mm-hmm. but that that like, yeah, no, that is that is some pretty that is some pretty dark stuff. And I, I legitimately would have been frightened if I was Claire holding on for deal dear life about oh like I was, like, literally. That, that was like Helm's Deep. If you've seen Lord of the Rings, like mm-hmm. going all the way, they, literally, it was like that. I was like, there's no way that you were able to just hold on to that because, trust me, if I was 14 years old, I would probably have been in the well in 10. Like in oh, my. I would oh, have absolutely.
0: I, I have no upper body strength. So there's, <laughs> no, no, there's no way I'm climbing out of that well. <laughs> did you no have way. To, sorry. But,
1: but tangent. Did you have to do that thing in high school? for PE for, like, end of the year where you have to, like, hold on to, like, a like a pull-up bar for, like, a minute. I, I hated that so much.
0: We And then did you have to do – it was, like, you had to do one pull-up, and I could never do it. So they would make me, like, stand on a stool, and I would, like, have to pretend to do it. It was it – was, oh, I did, hated that. People, I,
1: a lot of people did that in RIA.
0: God. And they, like now they look back on it, the things we had to do. Like, did you have to like, oh my God, I remember we'd have to do like the sprinting test and the jump test where you'd have to like see how far, how high you could jump and like you'd have to like hit the blocks and then like, mm-hmm. and then people would see. And I couldn't, it was so bad. It was, was so it through, bad. Like the
1: Presidential Fitness Award. And yes. Stuff? Yeah, yes. We had that too.
0: <laughs> God, that was embarrassing. Just, yeah. So yeah. I would not, I would not have made it out of that. Um, hellhole literally Uh, it would have been a really bad ending but I think so we have this really scary figure right named Zachariah and we'll get into later like he's maybe not as scary as we think he's just he's going through a a rough patch (laughs) um, in the movie rough 200 years but I think what makes this movie is the fact that we meet this other like subset of ghosts who are so fun and they're friends with the kids and I think that's what really makes this movie lighthearted cuz I think they're also very lovable. Did you did you like them? Did you think they were over the top?
1: I loved every single one of them. I mean, I thought everything like honestly like Ed was like a little annoying sometimes, but like whatever. Um, Jumper, I just love Jumper because I love Oscar Proud from the Proud family.
0: So good. And
1: I love love love. Maria, I think she might be one of the best characters in this entire movie i just love the actress who plays her too
0: i love like kathy Najimy. jimmy like she she had this uh, i feel like she's so good at playing this level of sass mm-hmm. that again she's lovable endearing but so her character is kind of she's kind of in charge of this halfway house for these ghosts to go through the portal and go into heaven and so she just wants to go to heaven but now she's been put in charge of this so she's got to make sure all of the souls pass and she's in charge. It's funny because we see all these books and everything's she's in charge of basically like the clerical stuff of making mm-hmm. sure everything runs smoothly and then everything just anything that can go wrong does. And when Zachariah call long story short steals Ian and Claire's grandfather's soul, Um, that means that his soul can't pass to heaven. So again, like chaos just ensues. And these kids want to go on an adventure with these ghosts to save their grandfather. And she's like, no, I got to keep track of my books. Like, I need Mm -hmm. to get to heaven. Like, I want to see my family. And I loved her care. I thought they did such a good job because I feel like they could have made her, like, very, like, you know, like that, like, crotchety, like, older woman, you know, that's like, first of all, can we talk about the fact she's she's in a bridal gown? Yeah, what happened? What happened? What happened? I have so so many questions.
1: Yeah. So everybody, so people who go to the halfway house, they're in the outfit that they died in. So again, dark, dark, dark Disney. So she's in a bridal gown and she never says anything about her husband or wife who she was going to marry. So I don't, like, was she poisoned? Was she, I don't know what it is, but that was some dark stuff. I agree.
0: That was super dark too. Cause I mean, okay, so we have Coffin Ed, who's I'd say, like Revolutionary War yeah. figure. I think he's like
1: a, a new American in the Revolutionary War because he has that slight British accent still. Yeah.
0: He kind of looks, looks like, like he has like stepped off the like the stage from Hamilton, like very 100%. much like in that garb. And then Jumper, um, we find out and coincidentally, because his name is Jumper, seems to have died in a parachute accident. Yeah. So we can kind of get where they're coming from but yeah mariah we're just like she's in a bridal gown and i don't know i don't know i just feel badly for her because clearly it was a big day and something terrible happened and we just never get to find out what it was
1: (sighs) well i think that's one thing watching this movie as an adult as opposed to a kid that i'm kind of looking back at like as a kid i'm sure you're the same right kelsey like you didn't pay attention to the outfits. You probably, the only outfit I did pay attention to was there's a beekeeper. Yes. Like stings all over his face and the guy is like cause of death. Like, oh yeah, we get it, it. Um, But there are some pretty dark stuff because there are a lot of young people walking yes. into this halfway house. There's a cheerleader in a cheerleader's outfit on her cell phone. I, I, I can connect the dots as to why they did that. Cause like when she gets, there, she goes, please don't have your cell phone in here. But it, there's a lot of just, this movie is like, what is the word? This movie is like sneakily dark. Yes. Like, like very sneakily dark.
0: Cause I feel like again, as a kid, right? Like you watch this portal sequence and you just think it's funny. You're like, even the lines they use, are like, thank you for dying. Like come again. They're like, ha ha ha. Like <laughs> yeah. you can't, you're dead. And, yeah. And I feel like as a kid, it was funny and it was cool to see the costumes. Like there's a ballerina. She's super young. Like there's, I I mean, I still laugh at it, but there's this one line where it's clearly, it's luckily like, I mean, not luckily, but he is an older man. So I guess it's a little bit more comforting, but he's clearly a shepherd. And the woman in charge is like, where's the sheep? Does anybody have seen, has anybody seen the sheep? Oh and I always thought like, that was so funny as a kid, but now I'm like, wait, how did this poor man and all of his sheep die? Like, how did they all die together? It's, it's very oh. interesting, I feel like to think of the, all of these different storylines of these people that have passed away. Um, so that was kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, which I know that we spoke earlier that this was supposed to be a TV show. Like maybe that's kind of like what they were going to do. But at the same time, like I think it was a pretty smart decision because that would have been crazily dark too. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was, I, I but I do like, I do think it was still, it, it did like, I don't want to say, like, give me hope, but it was beautiful in a sense how they're lining up and, like, they all wave goodbye. You know, their names can be checked off the list. And you just know that they're going to be going to a better world because Maria has a 99.99999%, as she said in the movie, turnover rate of people actually peacefully transferring to the afterlife. So, so yeah, I think this... I don't know. It, I feel like I'm w- talking all over the place, but as you and I are talking about this scene specifically, it, it's just kind of dawning on me. Like I know this movie was deep and it had many layers, but like, I mean, man, like props to these writers once again for
0: this. It really, it was so good. It was so well done. I feel like even the the concept of this kind of, yeah, like this portal, so cool. But I, I mean, again, props to the writers too though. So Coffin Ed, um, he might, the the hamilton-esque looking ghost out mm-hmm. there for everybody he might be my favorite character in this whole movie and
1: oh sorry about that statement earlier though oh
0: wait no <laughs> i'm so i'm so offended no I guess <laughs> he is annoying but i love the fact that he is like sassy and annoying and like whoever gave him his lines and like obviously <laughs> i mean he's just he's an amazing actor like it's just he's like eric idol out there like he's obviously been in like massive movies like monty python all that jazz like we know he's like a comedian genius like comic gold but the lines they gave him in his delivery are so good like claire the older sister clearly when she's discovering there's a ghost world is like i have so many questions and he's and he starts like rattling off these like questions that clearly she would not have like what yeah. what, to, what to wear with denim and all this stuff and it's so well done and at the like you find out like he's also kind of been put in charge of this halfway house with jumper and Mariah, and it's so funny because he's like, you know, you think after 250 years, like, they'd at least give me a watch. And it's just, he's his dry humor. Oh, yeah. Is so good in this movie. <laughs> I loved him.
1: No, he's cute. He's good. He's also like kind of like the hero in a sense. Without him, this movie would not have happened just because he's like so slow at like moving around as a ghost. The kids were able to catch up with him. And I think that like, he could. If I was him, I would have been a little. I would have been a little more pissed at the kids for capturing my friend Jumper and putting him in a jar. But he was. He was chill and nice. So yeah, he's he's a good guy. We we love we love Coffinhead, don't we?
0: <laughs> I love all of them, and I feel like yeah, it was such a good dynamic. I do think it was funny because the movie is called the Scream Team, so you kind of get the feeling like okay, we're going to be dealing with a team of ghosts. I wish Jumper had been in it a little bit more than he was because he's yeah. such a, like. He's such a lovable character. I so agree. I wish he didn't have to get stuck in that soul hole like right away because that would have been nice to see more jumper.
1: Yeah, no, I I really a bit but at the end of the day I think though like I agree with you like I love jumper. Um who is the person who plays jumper? I think his name's Tommy Davidson. Tommy he,
0: Davidson, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he was from um proud family as I'm going to say for the third time. If, I feel like listeners, if you don't know now, it's one of my favorite TV shows on Disney Channel. Um, But I think the one thing that really stuck out to me in this movie is that every single character was likable. I mean, it's so funny the contrast when we were just doing like a WWE smackdown on the vamp, (laughs) mom's gonna date with a vampire. Um, In contrast, I don't think I can complain about any single character in this movie, including Warner. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 do you have, do you have, do you have gripe with any character? Like, even, like, Zachariah Shore, he was annoying, but, like, the layers about this movie, about his character at the end, I was like, okay, you kind of suck, but, like, I get it. So, I- do you have beef with anybody?
0: I love everyone in this movie. Me too. I love everyone. Like, even, like you said, the villain Warner, he's lovable. And we also see his dynamic of, like, he's just kind of been a townie his whole life. I think he truly just, like, wants what's best for the town and wants it to be economically successful. But then you also see, like, his relationship with his boys. And they're kind of – they don't seem like the brightest bulbs. And it's just funny. Like, you just – you get to see his dynamic, too. And then in the beginning, like we were saying, like – you don't know if you like this dad or not because he's kind of like a stick in the mud and then then he, the writers like start to make him really funny. So like Kat and um, so her character Claire and Ian are now going on all these adventures with the Scream team um, to try and save their grandfather from Zachariah and so they're just out and about and they keep getting in trouble, right? Like the cops keep getting called on them. Mm-hmm. They end up going down like Zachariah's like soul a hole a hell hole whatever is in an old mine cave and so the cops get called on them <laughs> a lot and i love this line with the dad because i feel like this is when you start to really like the dad and so it's like the second time that they're basically like they're not getting arrested but they're getting driven home by the cops and he was like so how are your kids doing today like commit any grand larcenies your old man oh, know yes. about? <laughs> and i was like yeah i love this man like they they brought and that's when you're like wait this dad's actually pretty cool and that's when he starts to support them um no I, I mean loved them loved them all
1: i thought yeah no i think they're amazing can i can i say like a hot take that like might offend you and myself <laughs> yes but not really because the dad was a good character so i've never met your dad you met my dad but does the dad when he Warms up and starts making those jokes. Kind of remind you of our dads a little.
0: hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Hundred. I, like, I was like, yeah.
1: I was like, yeah, this is definitely <laughs> Mr. Duncan and Parker. Like, this, they, they, they would be making these types of jokes. It's um,
0: like quintessential like dad jokes, but so supportive and lovable. like so nice. That's see, that's so and nice.
1: that's the thing about the dad that, like, why I think so far he's my favorite decom
0: dad. I think that's such a good pick. I think he's, I think he might be, he's definitely up there. With so me. far of
1: what we've reviewed, like I'm sure that there's mm-hmm. other ones that I can't remember. I mean, we love you, uh, Mr. Bolton, but yeah, um, always,
0: always, always number
1: one, <laughs> always and forever. Um, but I think, and it, I think it's just a breath of fresh air after mm-hmm. like break. Um, I mean, 13th year, the dad was just kind of like a goofball, but still kind of lovable. And then um, don't look under the bed. So it was just a breath of fresh air to finally have a father figure that you can actually look up to in a decom.
0: It was, it's so nice. Like such a good character. God, anything's better than that brink dad. That was wild. Yeah, we don't uh, talk
1: about him on this podcast we- anymore, do we? <laughs>
0: We do not – we are not a fan on this podcast of that dad. God. Um, But, like, we were saying, just really cool. And the dad actually, ironically, comes into big play in this because – so, again, there's so many things, like, going aloof, I feel like, in this movie. We have the whole thing going on with them trying to save their grandfather from um, Zachariah. Now, um, we also, on the same token, when the dad starts to believe the kids – he, they're now trying to figure out Zachariah's backstory and why he's so angry and maybe if they figure out his story, he'll let their grandfather go and he can go to heaven. And then at the same token, there seems to be another storyline happening that, again, I think they did such a good job with this. We can tell there's something else that the grandfather is trying to tell them, even before this all happened. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's the reason why he can't go to heaven, because he has unfinished business. And we don't know what that is, Um, but it ends up being... I mean, well, I do we do do we want to give it away now? Or I can I mean it's not yeah, like let's, I it. think
1: it's it's not it's not like we're going into like stuff insep- like covering inception, you know, where it's like the ending is like very I think that we should yeah, I think we should give it away now. Um but I also maybe I'm going back on my
0: no, let's just give it away. Let's okay. give it away so basically we find out <laughs> i know i'm like give it, i'm like oh god this movie oh came god. out in like 2002 i'm like i guess if you haven't seen it yet you can
1: that, that, figure that's it on out you. yeah
0: um but so basically the grandfather his unfinished business was the fact that he never really got to tell his son uh clarinian's dad how proud he was of him and how much he loved him and how he was so happy that that was his son and their dad always thought that the grandfather just didn't like him. Like was too busy, never had time for him. And so it's so amazing because that's the whole reason. And the ending is the grandfather and the dad, you know, the grandfather, his soul can come back for like a few hours before he has to go into heaven for eternity. And he's just, he's like, let's just have like a cup of tea and like sit and like, just talk. And let me tell you how much I love you and how much I'm proud of you. And ah, I love that moment. It was just so perfect.
1: It, it's so perfect because you can see. I mean, you can tell I, the father's name was Robert, right? Um, I yeah, think so. Yeah, they think so.
0: Robert sounds right.
1: So Robert,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Robbie.
1: Um, so Robert boy, um, Robert. You can tell that this man has been searching for love his whole life. Where I'm like his father, and I think I think that's why, like. You know, I was going into this podcast kind of liking Robert, but now I love him because I just want to give him a hug, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, your dad died, who you never had the love to for. Disney does not mention this, but he's a widower. Like, the mm-hmm. mom died, I'm assuming. Doesn't have a good relationship with Ian at the beginning. Has a pretty decent one with Claire. Um But yeah, I think that that was like the beautiful ending because like remember when he sees the box and he looks at the pictures and he hears his dad, it's just kind of like everything is coming full circle for him. And I was I was really happy for Robert in that scene, and I think that's the beauty of this movie, as you stated.
0: I love it, and I love like the very end of the movie, is, I mean, like you said, like he's kind of trying to figure out like where he fits in and like where he finds love in life, and they end up moving back to this town and that's where i'm wondering if maybe yeah like the tv series was supposed to come into play because now they just have these ghost friends (laughs) and you know he's gonna take over his dad's store and i think that there's obviously i feel like that's different depending on like family dynamics and there's i feel like a lot of that goes on in the world where maybe you want to take over your family store or family business maybe you want to go out and do something on your own but i thought it was just really fitting that his storyline was like carrying on his grandfather's like hardware store but also his like kind of zany science ideas and inventions just I thought that was really cool um but the other storyline that we kind of you get a huge plot twist on is that Zachariah Cull was never a bad dude like he was actually a pretty good dude yeah when he, when, he was, when, when he was by alive.
1: society <laughs> yes when he was alive um sorry like <laughs> super tangent but that reminds me of that shirt that Ian's wearing at the end cuz he said when he was alive and it goes it, it just says and I kind of want to get this for Halloween all it says is dead people rock exclamation <laughs> um, mark
0: I'll take that over a headless horseman shirt so
1: <laughs> oh my gosh if we ever do like uh it's too late for it now but like if we during like fashion week of next year if we ever do like a decom fashion episode oh that's so smart right like obviously we know who would be at the top like Lindsay gold mm-hmm. like our girls ally and aj cheetah girls etc but we also should do like a worst of and i think that adam adam and ian might have like a battling it out for that
0: but- it's pretty bad uh, yeah like disney loved to give the like the funny shirts to go- like main character, especially guys. I feel like like even Chad in high school musical, I feel like they just gave him like random t-shirts with like, like I hate homework sayings on them or something. It's like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Great.
1: Can you imagine showing up to your high school and like hopping out of your parents' car or the bus with an, I hate homework shirt on.
0: <laughs> and being like the most popular kid in school and being like, yes, I look amazing.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That movie is so absurd, but brilliant, but absurd. Anyway, sorry for it. the tangent, everybody. I love everybody. it. Yeah,
0: sorry, guys. But Zachariah there. Cole,
1: not a bad guy as what we are to believe 90% of the film. And that plot twist, that's why we love the movie. It's full of plot twists.
0: It's so good. Zachariah Cole is my favorite decom villain because- he I mean he he like we said he's going through a bad he's going through a rough patch right now. He's not having the best time. He's a little bitter because when he was alive he was wrongly accused of murdering his wife who he actually loved and he wasn't just this crazy man like this pyromaniac that was obsessed with fire. He was actually being innovative and trying to harness the power of natural gas. So he was a really good dude. Like you really could and you could still celebrate that. Like I feel like you could still have a town fair that celebrates that. I mean, it'd be a little bit no, right. is it like no. more like Burning Man then? But like no, I mean,
1: even like the um in Vancouver when I went on a vacation, they had like the first like gas light, like lantern, and it's like a huge tourist attraction and in a square. So they could have done something like that with our boy Z Cole,
0: right? <laughs> yes, like and I mean, I feel like in towns, like, I feel like every single town has that, like, crazy little thing that it celebrates. So, like, the town over from me where my parents are from, they have um, – they actually – it's so random. But they discovered, like, fluff. Like, you know how you have, like, a peanut butter and fluff sandwich? Like, they invented, like, the fluff of it. So, like – but they actually have, like, a Saturday festival. <laughs> New
1: England never like... <laughs> ceases to surprise me. But I'm a... like <laughs> – what in the world is new england oh my god that's amazing but hilarious
0: so anyway if they can do that this guy we can celebrate the fact that he is like we can now heat our homes with natural gas
1: yeah it's like oh yeah we're gonna anyway oh my gosh but alas zachariah pushed on and he ended up being one of the better characters not the better characters but yeah, probably one of the better, I, I think characters is my wrong, one of the better villains that DCOM's ever produced. Um, without a doubt, the scariest villain. If I woke up and saw that man on the side of my bed, I would be doing like praying. I don't know what I would do is all I'm going to say. Hail, Hail Mary's. Oh know, my God. That's, yep, yeah, that's what I was going to say. No um, way. But, but yeah, I wanted to ask you one question one last kind of question about like this movie and specifically the actors of this movie. Mm -hmm. I guess there's, there's two parts that I kind of wanted to discuss. Um, But one is, and, and it's kind of a two part question. So one leads into the other one is this movie's like, has a really famous cast like there's yeah. a lot of people who have been in a lot of big pictures and a lot of big movies and so you know i don't think that i think that there's been a couple of other decoms in the past like this but if you look at modern day decoms, let's say post 2008 you don't see this anymore you don't mm-hmm. see like any hollywood actors in decoms so why do you think that is and it's very interesting that the one movie that arguably has the most famous cast like no one talks about no one. Yeah. Uh, so, why do you think that is? And then also, my second question is, you know, just because this movie does have a cast that has a resume that goes out the door, what is your favorite, either one or two, whatever you want, but like project that a character in this movie or an actor slash actress in this movie has played outside of DCOM and Disney?
0: Oh, that's such a good question. I. Well, okay. So the first one, like, why do I, like, Disney, why do I think they don't use? I mean, okay, is this, like, cynical? Do you think it just costs too much? Like, do you think if, I mean, like, this cast was so good. And back in the day, I feel like I don't know if it, if their salaries, like, I don't know. I don't know if it would just cost too much for Disney. But also, I think, like, okay, I think of, like, the Milos, right? And I feel like he's been in. Oh, that's fair. Like, so many. Disney movies now, but I almost wonder, is it worthwhile for Disney now, especially with streaming to kind of have these like (coughs) reoccurring figures, right? Like, you know, Milo, he's like, probably like if for Disney, he's probably like always going to play like a Milo ish character, right? Like, yeah. And so whether he's like a zombie or like a really good best friend, I feel like he's always going to be like that. So I don't know if maybe they just want people to like fall in love with characters, actors or act, you know, actors in general, and then they play characters and fall in love with those characters um And can relate to them. But for this cast. Oh my god it's so hard. Um, they're, they're all, They have so many good projects. Okay. So I think I would go with. I have to go with. Ah, Kathy and Jimmy first of all for Hocus Pocus. Just because. Mm-hmm. So good. But then also Kat Dennings. Like what a start to her career. Yeah. Like this was a start to her career. Like two broke girls. She. So good. And I feel like this was really cool to see her in one of her first roles. But, man, that's so hard. This is such a tough question. Why don't you do top
1: three? Because it actually is a very hard question.
0: (laughs) I mean, I feel like – I mean, so, yeah, I probably – definitely the two of them. I mean, obviously, like, Tommy Davidson, I feel like, like, as the proud family dad, is just so good. Like, just an iconic voice. I feel like you hear his voice and you just recognize it immediately. You know what I mean? That's true, yeah. Um, but I guess I'd have to go with those. Monty Python's fine. Um, I mean, I'm mm. oh my gosh, please don't come for me. Like if, sure. It's great. I, but I I don't know. I
1: do not like Monty Python, I'm not gonna lie.
0: I never but, could get into it. I could
1: not get into it, and like every single person, including Blake, <laughs> my boyfriend, is obsessed. And I'm just like, literally, everyone would be cracking up watching it, and my face would just be like <laughs> <laughs>
0: I always felt like I was not the cool one because I, I was like, I don't feel like these jokes are going over my head. I just don't – I just didn't funny. think it was funny. Yeah, but, I agree. But I'm so sorry to every because I know there's a lot of Monty Python fans out
1: there. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: sorry. Do not cast us down that well that Claire had to <laughs> fall down.
0: Okay. But then you're – so, right. So, why do you think Disney is – kind? why do you think they stick to, like, their same cast of characters now? And then, like – What were your – oh, my God. Sorry. My dog, for everyone listening, he's literally – he's growling at me right now because – We couldn't
1: hear. I could not hear that, though.
0: Thank you. Like, he's growling to eat more cheese. But anyway, yes. So your favorite projects as well. My
1: favorite projects as well. I I actually don't – this is a question that I've been thinking about and I don't have the answer to. So I'm sorry for, like, putting you on spot. Like, I've had, like, months to think about this. And, like, randomly (laughs) on a podcast, I'm like – Hey, Kelsey, I got a question. But I think that your response was really great. Um, I think that Disney... Personally, is trying to because back in the day, hillary Duff, Raven Simone, like they weren't mm-hmm. famous, but they became famous because we all loved them, and so and Milo even like he they became he became famous because of zombies, prompact, mm-hmm. etc. And now he's in like this insane Thanksgiving horror movie, which I'm gonna be first in the door so to. So excited! I'm, I'm like so. It's like not even funny, and it's with mm-hmm. the guy from Suits too. Oh my um, god,
0: that's right
1: yeah but anyway um i think it's because they want to create a new generation of disney stars that really kind of um helped us grow up and so mm-hmm. maybe that's it i don't think it's a budget because like i think disney makes a lot of money but I, I also <laughs> yeah. but also like how much of that money is allocated to disney channel specifically like a lot mm-hmm. of it goes to parks and to like the actual studios elements of it and like pixar etc um But also, I think that there's just so much to compete with nowadays that, like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, I mean, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, I don't know. Anyway, that's my long-winded answer for that one. Um, But, so, my top three favorite, and these are going to be, one of them, you're going to be, like, Ian, we talk every day, like, I am, like, completely shocked by this. (laughs) Um, But... My number one is Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Um,
0: oh, good. So good. Uh,
1: I just, I loved that movie. I remember going, seeing it with two of my best friends when I was in, like, eighth grade. And we just thought we were the coolest kids ever. Mm-hmm. I think we were in seventh grade, eighth grade. I don't know what year we were in. But we got, like, dropped off at the mall. You know, the deal. So uh, that's definitely one. Two, this is... Actually, I'm going to save three for last because you're going to be like, maybe you won't be shocked. Um, two is Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Um, mm-hmm. Love that movie. I like, I love the series of Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, and that is from, uh, oh my gosh, what is her name? That's from Katie, uh, Nish- Kathy. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. So she's in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really so. Kathy Najami is like known for being a huge feminist and sticking Mm -hmm. up for like women's rights. And like, it's just so, this is so special to me that like she spearheaded like Sisterhood Traveling Pants. And like, it's Mm just, I don't know, I love her so much. Um, Number three, it's embarrassing, but it's uh, Sons of Anarchy.
0: Um, I mean amazing. Amazing have you, series. Have you, have you seen it? I have seen it. Oh, okay. I, okay. yeah, I Zachary used to... Coles in
1: it. So Oh
0: my god. Yeah, oh my he's... god. Zachary I was Cole's like in
1: it. Yeah, he's the he's the friend of yeah with the scar.
0: One of my boyfriends past was very obsessed with that, and so we, we would I, watch is, that. Is it the one I think it is? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, wait. I know exactly who yeah. it is. And yes, yep. it's him. Yes. Oh,
1: okay. Cool. Well, Eddie, that that checks that checks out. <laughs> but <laughs> that checks out a lot. Um. But um. Yeah, I was a little embarrassed to say it, but I thought that yeah, Zachary cool, and he didn't age that much. So he.
0: Okay, hot
1: take. Just say it. I know exactly (laughs) what you're gonna say.
0: He's like a really good looking guy, and I don't know when he wasn't scary in this film. Granted, obviously he was he was in a period piece outfit. I again, as an adult, I was like, he is he's a pretty good looking man.
1: (laughs) So there was a moment when he like looks back. And there's like death in his eyes, and there's like fire, and like curly hair, and I'm supposed to be like, oh no, but I'm like, oh, oh, okay. no. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> like oh no, um, okay. Another hot take, kind of not a hot take. Doesn't he kind of look like? Oh, Hobbs loves the hot takes. Um, that's her dog's <laughs> name, everybody. Um, doesn't he kind of look like Joaquin Phoenix a little?
0: Oh my god, hundred percent, yes. I, I, like absolutely. Oh my goodness. Sorry. Hobbs, Hobbs clearly agrees. Um, so no, I think he, I think he looks completely like him. I also think he looks a lot like uh, the guy who plays the evil leprechaun in A look Luck of, of the, the Irish. Irish. And I had to look it up to make sure it wasn't him that also played that villain.
1: And I, I literally looked it to make sure it wasn't Joaquin. So I guess we're, <laughs> I guess this Zachariah Coles lived many lives. i mean
0: it makes sense and uh that but again i think this just proves to the fact that if people haven't watched this in a while they need to go watch it because you know there is just uh, Zachariah call whether you have many opinions about him but great villain great villain and yeah if you're an adult maybe you find him attractive as well
1: yeah okay yeah um (laughs) Um before we before we so, seg- wrap
0: like, up. <laughs>
1: before we wrap it off with our lessons <laughs> learned of this movie, um, I just wanted to say also like what, what does he do in my afterlife? Like after he's like tormented this town in zone six, like he like walks in, he's like, Hey, how y'all doing? Like or people are people just like, oh hey, like what? Like you've literally tormented the entire town. Anyway, just well, a thought that I had while I was watching it.
0: That's the thing. Like, I'm like, I'm glad he gets to go on like a nice honeymoon, I guess, with his wife, and they get to meet up after all of these. Years, but also, I'm like, you trapped a lot of souls, like, you trapped yeah. a lot of souls. And I mean, it's just, I mean, I do feel bad for him though, because like this town just made up a lie. And it's again, did DCOM adults are so dumb sometimes? Because I'm like, so random fires were just breaking out throughout the entire town, and no official was like, wow, we should look at like the natural gas concentration. In the soil instead of it's like, oh, it's gotta be that zany ghost again up to his old tricks. I'm like, what? Like, it's look like- at your like you're gonna have to look at your insurance policies. Like that's a like that's a huge issue if we There's got that a- much natural natural gas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> whenever I laugh, I start coughing. No, sorry, me too.
0: <laughs> me too. I'm so sorry. I've been like unmuting and muting myself. It is. We're a hot... I'm a hot mess over here. We're a hot mess.
1: Yeah, the the adults are, like, so stupid. Like, also, like, the last thing is, like, remember, there's, like, the crater that the, um, like, the old cabin was in before it got burnt down, and, like, it's, like, literally four feet deep, and (laughs) Coffin Ed was like, oh, yeah, they want to turn this into a tourist attraction. Like, So dumb. Maybe you're in hard times. Yeah. But anyway, TLDR, everybody... (laughs) We loved this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if I liked it better than Don't Look Under the Bed, but I enjoyed it for a different reason. If asked between the two, I would probably watch this one over Don't Look Under the Bed just because um, there, there are so many different plot lines, so much stuff, as you said. But but yeah, th- this was a really fun ride, um, and I'm definitely going to watch it again in October. There's no doubt about that. So
0: It's such a good one to add to the list um like i said i don't know why i don't know why september but i try and i do really try and watch this one every september i have no idea where why that started or when that started but um it really is like this movie gets slept on and it's a really good movie and i feel like especially maybe you didn't like it as a kid try it again and watch it maybe if you're a little bit older now because it really like we said there's so many plot lines every single character is lovable like even the 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 villains of this, um, and there's a lot of really great messages. And you know, I'll let you go because, and um, let you say yours. Because this one, again, I feel like, it, like you just said, don't look under the bed. Like it holds up with the messages compared to some much lighter decoms. I feel like.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, do you want me to go right now? Oh,
0: sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just like
1: we were both like staring, looking at our. Like, like we were li- okay. <laughs> we were both just staring and like nodding our heads. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry about that one. Um, jeez, <coughs> we are messes today.
0: But oh my god, we can just do like a montage of us. But coughing. alas,
1: alas, we push on. Alas, we push um, on. I would probably say, yeah, no, I think that this had a lot of messages. Um, I think for me, the one thing that. I wanted to talk about, and it's not as apparent, but it definitely is layered in that onion, and it's appreciating the people in your family while they're still alive. I have this sentiment just because, you know, my mom did go through that really scary brain tumor situation. And that kind of put a perspective that life is so valuable. And I think that, you know, with the father, Robert, as we gave him that name, you know, the father, Robert, with his father, there were so many instances in which they didn't see eye to eye. And I think that they didn't appreciate each other while they were both living. And that's why the grandfather stayed back because he wanted to show his love to his son. He wanted to show his son that he was there for him. And I think that you know it brought tears to the son's eyes and it's just very important that no matter what it is, if it's friends, if it's families, if it's cousins, fathers, daughters, anything, cherish every single moment that you have with that family member, even if you don't see the eye to eye, because there will become a day when they're here no longer just like the grandfather Mm -hmm. and you wish that you could just hold their hand or hug them again. And I think that's very apparent in Claire and Ian, because I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't like really hate each other, but had you know, they were there for each other and they did have that like sibling rivalry, but you just saw that bond grow so much by the end of it. Um, So yeah, I think that's the one thing that really stood out to me. And it really did teach me a life lesson because we're so busy with our own lives that we forget that, that there's countless loved ones who we might never see again. So yeah, that's the one thing that really stood out to me.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I think that's that's the one thing that stood out to me too. And I think, I mean, I I think you're right because I think there's, I mean, and I think we can see it from like a generational perspective. I feel like certain generations were taught not to necessarily share feelings or mm-hmm. say I love you all the time. And it's really nice because I feel like, I mean, it reminds me of that song. It's like five more minutes where the guy's singing. He just wishes he had five more minutes with his dad, and who had passed away. And at the end of this movie luckily this grandfather gets to talk to their dad and they get to kind of again say all the things that they wanted to say to each other um Hobbs is saying a lot of things now too but um I think it's never waste a moment to tell a loved one that you love them and um I feel like even you know it's so funny because I feel like the the people that are in our lives like never waste a moment to tell them that you love them. But also even the people that maybe you're just acquaintances with, like be, just be open with them because you never know who's going to need to hear a positive word. Like you never know when a compliment or just kind of an endearing, like, Hey, like you do mean a lot to me. Or like, even like sending a holiday card, anything like that. Just, I feel like being open with people about your feelings is really great. And it, you never know, you never know when someone's having a bad day and they just need to hear that. And I thought, That was really cool because like you said, time is of the essence. We don't have a lot of time on this earth. And so make the most of it, make sure people feel appreciated. Um, But then I also thought it was really cool. Another thing from this movie was make your own opinions up about people. And I feel like we go throughout life where whether it's we're told things by people we know or by, you know, certain like paparazzi, you know, media, everything. It's make up your own opinions because... it it reminds me of like Hamilton where it's like who tells your story and this you know was Zachariah Cull was being talked about in a bad light and none of it was true it was all lies so just I feel like give people a chance and and see because they could be amazing innovators just trying to harness the powers of natural gas so
1: no I think you hit the nail on the head with that one too yeah and again this this uh this movie is just full of so many stories and so many life lessons and that was uh that you're 100% right with that too. So, so yeah.
0: It's a beautiful, like, it's a spooky decom, but it's beautiful. There's so many deep meanings in this. Um, I it's know. Like, oh, go ahead.
1: Well, cool. it's like the wrecking ball of decoms, like, from that movie where it's like, you can laugh to it, you can cry to it, you can work out to it when she's, like, <laughs> yeah. talking about why she loves yeah. wrecking ball. It's like, you can kind of do that with this movie. You can laugh to it, you can cry to it. You can get hyped for it for the holiday season. The scream team has it all,
0: and that's and and, and like we get it. There's a lot of big names on the spooky decom list. I mean, the I feel like the Halloween towns of the world are always going to come out on top. But at the same time, this movie is so good, and especially if it's just your, it's like a random night in October. Put this on, you'll love it. Um, and then yeah, you'll get to. Or, or september or, or september or if you're if you're me you got one more week left which is crazy i can't i don't know where september is gone but um but yeah i promise like this is this is a really good one this is not one to skip and yeah you can stream it so it's great um but yeah i think on that note um yeah. should we should we do our sign off let's do our
1: little, <laughs> little sign off so you know um First of all thank you everybody for listening to this episode and thank you everybody for supporting us just one little thing um if you review us on spotify it means a lot to us especially because we are small content creators from spotify with like podcasts and stuff and just any single review that supports us goes a mile with us. So thank you to everybody who's reviewed and thank you to everybody who might review in the future. And we hope to just bring you happiness and joy every single week through the love of DCOMs. But with that, listeners, with that being said, uh, remember, si se puede.
0: Means yes, we can. Thank you so much, everybody.
1: All right. We'll see you next week.
0: Bye.